This week, we talk health insurance for cannabis prescriptions, good governance, and how to speak with politicians. Coming up right now on Critical Grass. Get it, man, and get with the countdown. Shake this square world and blast off for Kicksville. Critical Grass. It's stimulating, mind-expanding, safer to use than alcohol. It's the in thing, the hula hoop of the jet generation, and as much a part of growing up as smoking corn silk behind the back fence. Critical Grass. He's looked at both the pros and cons of blowing pot. He's not convinced that grass is all that harmful, but there is room for a lot of doubt. Why don't we wait to see? There's a lot of testing to be done before we'll know all the facts. Critical Grass. I am from the Czech Republic and I am a member of parliament for the Fire Party. Fresh Electro Beats were brought to you by Roy Mead with a track titled Pirates. That's right, this week's episode is pirate-themed. As we speak with an official pirate, that is a member of the Czech Pirate Party or Pirati, as they like to refer to themselves. They even say ahoy to each other on a regular basis, although for a different reason than you might think. It's Czech for hello. True story. At any rate, you may have noticed there haven't been that many politicians on this podcast, mainly due to the fact that, unfortunately, there aren't that many political parties throughout the world that openly call for the liberalization of drug policy or that have cannabis or other substances at the top of their list of priorities. Last season, we spoke with an aide to a UK member of the European Parliament, which is calling for an EU-wide policy on cannabis as well as for more research. Now, such a step is certainly welcome, especially considering the lack of a coherent European position on cannabis, but it does lack a specific plan and leaves a lot of unanswered questions. Well, one party that has a cannabis and or drug policy as part of its platform has been the Pirate Party. Originally founded in Sweden in 2006, the Pirate Party is really just a label adopted by various parties throughout Europe that support policies such as anti-corruption, civil libertarianism, direct or participatory democracy, e-democracy, and social liberalism, among others. The Czech Pirate Party was founded as a student-driven grassroots movement and adheres to these ideals as well as left libertarianism with an emphasis on the rule of law and good governance. Currently, it is the third largest party in the Czech lower house and the current mayor of Prague, 
Zdeněk Hřib is also a member, so it's safe to say they are not a fringe political group. I bumped into Tomáš at this year's Canafest in Prague, though ultimately we decided to Skype chat would be a little more convenient for recording purposes, and I wanted to ask him about the beginnings of the party and at what point he decided to become a pirate. I decided to be a member in 2010, and back then I didn't really know what it was, what it meant to be a pirate or what the ideas really were. I just liked uh, the things that I knew, but it was just a small fraction of the whole ideology. And so after, I would say, three or four years of uh, doing different functions in the party, um, I uh, learned a lot of other stuff and found out that out of all the topics that we cover, cannabis was the one that didn't have anyone fighting for it really like full time. So I decided to take on cannabis and make it my my primary topic for uh, running for the parliament. And four years after that, I became a member of the parliament. The Pirate Party was founded, uh, well, in the Czech Republic, it was founded in 2009. And back then, the the civil rights um, on the internet were a big thing. And I, I still think they are, but back then it was more emphasized. And so the, the Pirate Party uh, was founded around the ideas of privacy, of like protection of privacy, uh, transparency of go- government and protection of civil rights on the internet. So uh, basically a part of that is also the the rights to, uh, well, manipulate with your body the way you want. So the legalization of weed is a logical step in that process. The cannabis uh, legalization is just the first step. We, we uh, basically believe that all the bad things that we can see uh, so surrounding psychotropic substances are caused by the black market or by the fact that these substances are illegal in the first place. So regulation is the only way to go go forward. Uh, I, I would also say we are against um, making um, making the access to psychotropic substances uh really hard because it's it's not about j- just mm, waging war and killing people uh, it's also about um basically making people decide for the best substance and uh when when they cannot access the best substance uh best possible substance uh, in an easy manner um they will be forced to use other substances that might not be as good for them I think a lot of people, and not just those who voted for the Pirate Party, owe at least some gratitude to Tomasz, as he was really the only person from the Pirates to explicitly make cannabis the focus of his work. We'll get into the specifics as to how far he has pushed the topic in a bit, but I will add that cannabis legalization isn't exactly new to the Czechs. The Czech Green Party made an attempt to legalize cannabis a few years ago, but failed miserably. Now, at the very least, there's someone going to bet not just for the liberalization of cannabis, but psychotropic substances in general, which would be in line with the pirate's stance on prohibition and personal freedoms, which, in a nutshell, can be summarized as you are free to do what you want with your own body. 
Tomasz also mentions the harms of prohibition and that a lot of illnesses and fatalities caused by illegal substances is due to the unregulated black market. Case in point would be the recent outbreak of vaping illnesses in the U.S. It has been revealed that vitamin E acetate has been added to THC-containing vape cartridges, which has led to several dozen deaths and even more hospitalizations. Well, the problem here isn't the THC or vaping itself. Nearly all of these cases were caused by cartridges purchased on the black market. It's the fact that these black market cartridge producers have been using vitamin E acetate to dilute the THC, making it cheaper for them to produce and increasing their profits. Another case is designer drugs and the associated health scare a few years ago. Back in 2010, in Poland, you had fake weed, fake MDMA, fake stimulants, and other fake drugs of unknown or dubious origin that were highly popular and widely available, but also led to several deaths and emergency room visits. Had these people been taking pure, unadulterated substances illegally, instead of fake legal ones with fancy wrapping, labels, and branding, perhaps these people might be with us today. More evidence that just because something is legal doesn't mean it's good for you. And the reverse is also true. Just because it's illegal doesn't mean it's bad for you. Recreational cannabis is still illegal in Czechia. However, medical cannabis has been making some headway for a few years now. Has there been any progress on the medical front in the past year since the last Canifest? Some things have changed. So the, the, the supply is still the same. We still have one... Uh, single state supplier that is growing weed for the Czech state. Um, well, based based on a license uh, to produce weed in the Czech Republic, there are other companies that are bringing weed from Canada and other other countries to the Czech Republic. Um, but um, that's that's really a minor thing. And what has changed is the current government. Um, responded to the pressure of the pirate party uh, that the current price of the medical cannabis is too high and and should be lowered uh, using uh, the the public insurance public health insurance so they they uh, created a proposal and passed it into law uh, which says that um, 90% of the price of weed will be covered by uh, medical insurance uh, if the if it's prescribed by a doctor, uh, there's no other way to get medical cannabis in the Czech Republic other by and then by by a prescription. But they just edit um, the benefit of of getting ninety percent of the price covered by the medical insurance uh, if it's prescribed, and. We will see this in effect from uh, the January 1st of next year. And I, I think we will see the, the current supply uh, depleted in a matter of weeks or months because they only ordered 10 kilograms so far. Uh, or I mean, it's always uh, a bundle of 10 kilograms of weed that is being delivered to the Czech state. So they will... It's it's gonna be depleted depleted really really fast and uh, then then we will be facing a situation which I don't really 
yeah, I'm not really able to begin to describe it, what, what will happen, because I, I don't really know what what the current um, government will do when, when they see the, the real interest in, in medical cannabis. And um, I'm thinking whether something else has changed. Oh, yeah, they also added, um, they added this extra paper that the doctor has to fill in. Uh, basically describing the the progress of the of the treatment and sending those that data to the state authorities. Um, the funny thing is that this data is already being gathered in another system, but they just added this extra uh, condition to, for for the prescription of cannabis, so that the prescriptions of cannabis wouldn't go as high as possible. Um, we, we are, yeah, we're still see, seeing the, the same, um, opposition in the government. Uh, the supply is still as slow as it was. The only difference is going to be the price and that's a recipe for disaster. A whopping 90% of the price of medical cannabis will be covered by Czech health insurance if prescribed by a doctor. These pirates really weren't kidding around with this good governance stuff. Imagine that, a political party actually fighting for a policy that helps people in need. Seems like a rarity these days. And having insurance cover 90% of your medicine may seem like a populist idea, but ask any patient who has struggled to pay his or her medical bills, and I'm sure you won't hear them complain. This is also an idea that should be replicated in countries that already have medical cannabis laws, but make patients pay directly out of pocket. Such a scheme is not sustainable in the long term, especially if the medicine has to be imported from abroad, making it even more expensive and difficult to access. Looking at you, Germany and Poland. However, before we praise the Czech government for its progressive cannabis policies, it'd be good to find out if there are any issues with the program. There's a possibility for some people to uh, ask a special kind of uh, doctor to approve um to approve them to get a bigger um bigger coverage by the insurance also there's a limit uh, of 30 grams per month for the prescription but this this special doctor can uh, allow you to get more than 30 grams but we will see how long these uh uh these approvals will take so so um we don't really know whether it will work or not. It's it's still before the, the effect of the law, so, so we'll see. And uh, one more thing, you, you mentioned the price in Poland is really high because there's no domestic producer. So the funny thing in Czech Republic is that the price of the of the wheat produced in the Czech Republic is actually higher than the, the, the wheat produced in Canada because of economy of scale. So... Uh, Currently, it doesn't really make sense to produce any wheat in the Czech Republic. The, the government would be much wiser, much wiser if they just bought like 100 tons of uh, extract of THC and CBD and all those and um, kind of mix them for the Czech patients. But I don't think they have the experts uh, in this government to know that they should do this. So it's still up in the air as to whether the policy will work or not, but it's certainly worth giving it a try. However, it is a little concerning that it's still cheaper to import a medicine that you can grow domestically, and Tomasz's faith in the current government doesn't leave you with a lot of hope. But as they say, hope dies last. Can we be hopeful about recreational cannabis in Prague anytime soon?
I'm sad to say that the recreational cannabis has become kind of a hostage in a fight between the pirates and the current leading pirate party that is called uh, Ano, which which means yes in the in the Czech language. Uh, it's a party that is um, that is being run by an oligarch that is running most of the Czech agriculture business. And he spends a lot of money for advertisement. And he also bought newspapers and a TV. So um, when when uh, some something uh, is not really a desire of his voters, uh, you won't see that really. Yeah, you you won't see the the topic all that much in the media, and they won't even be willing to talk about it in the parliament because they if they if they can't win any political points on that topic they just don't want to deal with it when they can win any political points on a given topic and the pirates have proposed a proposal in that respect the yes party will just take the proposal from the pirates copy it and submit it to the parliament by themselves and then pass it into law. This has already happened in the last two years, I, I think six times uh, that they did this. And cannabis is not uh, not the case because the most of the voters of this Yes Party um, are 45 plus and are not on the internet. And we've done some, some research into this group and uh basically their stance towards cannabis is it's a drug and it, it shouldn't uh, shouldn't be allowed and we should just all drink beer so um yeah it's currently not getting much traction and so so my uh my proposal for self growing of five plants is still parked in the parliament and there's no no real um yeah, no real option of getting it um, discussed um, on in in like in the near future. Uh, so I decided to push for um, um, well better hemp regulation. So one of the proposals I will be submitting into the parliament in uh, I would say three months is. Uh, increasing the the amount of thc that would be allowed in uh in hemp to one percent like they have like they have in switzerland or at least to uh, 0.6 percent like they have in italy and another thing would be allowing the czech people to extract ca uh, cannabis resin uh, without the permission to manipulate with cannabis which is currently uh, not possible in the Czech Republic and I would like the, all the hemp companies that we have and there's a lot of them to be able to produce quality extracts of hemp which are not, not psychoactive and can be uh, really medicinal. Tomasz doesn't exactly paint a bright future for cannabis, at least under the current Czech government. But on a positive note, there recently have been huge protests with about two to 300,000 Czechs demanding that the current prime minister, Andrei Babiš, a Slovak billionaire, 
stepped down in the wake of a rather large conflict of interest issue for alleged abuse of millions of euros in European Union subsidies. Babish has refused to step down, but the issue remains, so from the looks of it, change in cannabis policy will have to wait, at least for now. Internationally, however, progress is being made in places like Canada and the US, and I wanted to ask Tomasz whether he thinks that that will have an impact on what happens in Czechia. Yeah, that's a good question. I um, I thought the change would become or like would would originate from the, a change of the law, but from what I've seen in the last year, uh, well, thanks to thanks to the legalization in Canada, uh, I think the thing that that will push for uh, legalization uh, in a much bigger manner will be. Uh, the better service that the legal market provides because there's a lot of users of cannabis even in the government i would say because the statistics is uh, uh, undeniable uh, that use cannabis and and uh, will not do anything for the legalization because they just well they have no reason to do so because they they already have a good dealer they can buy whatever they like and they know how to do it safely. But um, now that they see the awesome extracts from Canada and all those super great vaporizers and e-cigarettes that you can buy and all those edibles and like CBD Nano, THC Nano, all those super fine things, I think even those people in, in the positions of power that currently use cannabis or would like to maybe do some business in it we'll see the opportunities and we'll see the better service that the legal market can provide and we'll want a piece of that so um yeah that that, that will definitely in my opinion uh do a great deal of difference i think uh whenever the usa legalize on a federal level then uh it will it will become obvious that the emperor has no clothes and we will just be able to like all do it at the same time but um yeah i, I still i still think there's a long way to go to there actually if if bernie sanders is elected um i'm the happiest person alive Tomasz thinks that an existing legal market that functions well will be the best thing to push other countries to follow suit I think those countries that are thinking about legalizing cannabis, or at least allowing for medicinal use, already are keenly observing what is happening in North America and other parts of the world, but personally I'm of the opinion that the only thing really stopping them is that these authorities haven't figured out a way of cashing in on it. Yet. Once that happens, I think we'll see change happen very fast. Tomas is also quite happy about the prospects of Bernie Sanders being elected US president, and considering Bernie's statement to legalize cannabis federally within his first 100 days in office, it's no surprise he'll be the happiest person alive. And he won't be the only one, as this would have a huge effect around the world, including Europe. Another issue that I like to ask my guests is the topic of stigma. By going to an event like Canifest, you would think that stigma is a thing of the past. But I was curious as to whether Tomasz had to deal with it on an official level as a member of parliament. 
I, I didn't have to deal with it uh, before joining the Pirate Party, and I would say I didn't even have to deal with it before uh, becoming a member of the parliament. Uh, yeah, sometimes the pirates were called like junkies because we want to legalize weed, but that was part of the fun of being a pirate, always, you know, being uh, ostracized by some people. But um, since I joined the parliament and I, I became, I, I begin began pushing for this uh, for the regulation of cannabis and also for like. Uh, substitution uh, treatment for uh, junkies and all that, you know, all those topics that are related one to each other. Um, I I became a target of some of those remarks uh, and I don't, I don't mind it at all. I, I even think that I'm somehow becoming um, a sort of a shield for the Pirate Party. I'm, I'm basically taking all the hits in this respect. And when it's time, when, when we've passed all the laws uh, regarding regulation of psychotropic substances, uh, I can just go, uh, you know, to re retire politically and uh, the, the party will be cleansed of this stigma. But I, I think it's not a big deal in the, part, in the Czech, uh, Czech Republic. I think, well, at least... In respect to cannabis, it's not a big deal. When we try to legalize, um, for example, methamphetamine in, I don't know, 10 years, maybe 15 years. Yeah, I think that's going to be another question. I have to say, Tomasz has a pretty healthy attitude towards politics with his relaxed approach about being ostracized from the outside. But being the lightning rod that he claims to be for his party, he's helping to get things done while taking a lot of flack. Being called a junkie doesn't exactly make you feel all warm and tingly inside, but kudos to Tomasz for being that shield for his team. Well, what are some of the other challenging aspects of being a pirate? It's a lot of waiting. You, you think when, when you go into politics, you think you will um, assemble arguments, you will make proposals, and then you will try to advocate for those proposals but most of the time really you're waiting for someone to be willing to hear your arguments and usually for that there's got to be some something happening in the public space that somehow uh, puts this issue on a, on the spotlight and you know gives you the opportunity opportunity to uh, just say a few words and make a huge amount of impact. Uh, other than that, usually you say something and nobody cares. So that for me, that's the hardest part. It can get lonely and I'm, I'm also not a patient person. So uh, at times I do things without thinking twice. And then I see I just used a perfectly good argument or like a perfectly, perfectly good piece of uh, information for a Facebook post, for an Instagram post, uh, but I used it in in a time slot when it will have no traction, and basically I just depleted that ammunition <laughs> without any any effect. And before we go, any advice to offer young would-be pirates or activists? 
yeah um i i think founding a party uh, that is uh, that is able to become successful is kind of a miracle in the current uh, world with uh, without a lot of money you know Uh, so my advice would be to people that want to be activists and want to be effective as such, uh, use politicians as tools and to do so, formulate your, uh, your requests in a manner they can understand quickly. So try to really think how a politician can help you and then ask them to do exactly that. And that will get you a long, long way. They will surely not start listening if it's uh, if it's too difficult for them to do so. That's that's what I learned about myself. Um, I'm really willing to listen. I'm trying to listen. Uh, I I listen a lot of uh, the time, and still I'm not uh, able to listen to everybody because they uh, they take a lot of time to explain. The, the really you know the the part of their story where i can become a tool finally yet sadly we have to bid farewell to our guest Tomasz Wymazal of the Pirate Party in the Czech Republic thank you for uh, taking the time to speak with me today it was a pleasure it was an honor it was fun uh, and i wish you uh, all the best in your work in the Czech parliament and uh, fingers crossed for all your cannabis legislation Thank you for having me. That was episode 28. Special thanks again to Tomasz Vimazal for all of his insight on cannabis on a legislative level in the Czech Republic. We will soon return with another exciting guest. If you would like to support the Critical Grass podcast, make sure to visit our Patreon website where you can subscribe and or donate. If you have any questions or comments you would like to share, find us on Twitter and or Facebook. We read all of our messages. Once again, my name is Bogdan. Stay cannabinated, my friends. Ciao-ki!